Good morning, everybody, and welcome to KYRO 1280 and Not Politically Correct. Not Politically Correct. We've We're the two definitely. of the most not politically correct people I know. Yeah, really, that's that's really a, a true statement. I'm hearing that more and more from people who are listening. I know. they People keep telling me that, and I'm like, well, but, but why? Yeah. I guess... I don't know. I don't. Uh, I didn't spend enough time in the, uh, you know, re-education camp to make me politically correct. Uh, you know, I I always skip the indoctrination rooms. Yeah, I I always avoid those. You know, and it's it's funny. We were as we're we're talking about that's CNBC, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so, or is that MSNBC? <laughs> take your pick. It's all yeah. of them. You know, we see different things that come up, and people talking about different things and we see the socialist party you know getting its ground and going on and on and all these different things and we see this group of people that are completely unaware of everything now we're going to hop on the train again <laughs> and here comes the train you remember when you had to read 1984 yeah you remember when you had to read a brave new world yeah okay Listeners, if you have never read 1984 or Brave New World, I would strongly encourage you to read them. Uh, and for our listeners, in case you can't read it, get, it is available in book on tape. And both. Oh, and once again, I'm not correct. Funny, I'm sorry. Funny story. <laughs> if you have YouTube, those are both non-rights books. They've been out forever. Yeah. There's all kinds of people that read them for you. All you got to do is hit play and listen to it. Now. There Sometimes is, I like doing it just to hear how some people read. So do I. <laughs> so, look, 1984 would have been awesome with Morgan Freeman reading it. Could you imagine how cool that would have been? Oh, I was thinking Gary Busey. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> that was yes. more of him. Anyhow, that, you know. It really would have been. Um, so we see these different things. And one subject that was heavily talked about in not so much 1984, because in 1984 you're dealing with a future world that is an over-the-top totalitarian dictatorship, and people really live under the guise that it's not quite as bad as it is. Like we are now. Basically. Yeah. But when you read A Brave New World, they go the complete opposite direction on that. Now, there is a phrase from 1984 which is relevant. Everybody has heard, ignorance is bliss. But most of you don't know where that comes from. Welcome to 1984. That's a phrase that the people would often say. If we look at a brave new world, we see something called positive behavior motivation. Now, nobody's nobody's really quite sure what that is. However, I can, I can sum that up real quick. Oh, I know you can. Go ahead. Pazla's dog. Yes. Ringing of the bell. Yes. The dog comes and gets the food. It's it's ingrained in the people through watching TV, everything else. That's and that I think this is what's happening is people are getting ingrained that they're supposed to be angry all the time. They are. They're, they're not also, being ingrained that we have to have conversations, which brings up my favorite thing. Best way to have a conversation, have a barbecue. Invite the oh, neighbors yeah. over. Find out what's going on. You know. But no, no question. now I'll let you go on, school oh. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to do it? Thanks, Lee. So in positive behavior motivation, what we see is people who blindly follow a rule. Now, fortunately, Lee and I, we're old. I've never blindly followed a rule in my life. 
I want to know why the rule exists, and if you can give me a good reason, then I'll probably do it. That makes sense to me. But what has happened, everybody talks about this millennial generation and how off the chain they are. Well, the reason they're off the chain is because in 2002, the U.S. Department of Education introduced the Positive Behavior Initiative. It didn't come in heavily till 2003. However, it was originally poised to be used in the education system in the mid-1990s to late-1990s. But prior to that, it was used in the prison system. Now, they found it worked very, very well. It didn't work so well on older inmates, but it worked very well on younger inmates, particularly younger inmates who were going to be spending a long time in prison. If we look at that through the spectrum of what do we see, we see where positive behavior motivation can create a temporary fix to a problem. But what it leads to is a lifetime of ignorance, a lifetime of people who simply say, well, I mean, that doesn't matter to me. Well, I mean, that's the rule. I, ha I, I have to do it. They cannot free think. The greatest thing that education has to offer us, and I'm certainly by, by no means anti-education, but education throughout the ages has been taught very, very differently. Education through the ages was a conversation. When I was at a university, as a much younger man than I am now, I had a philosophy class. Nobody wants to laugh at philosophy classes. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of crazy hippies in philosophy classes. This guy wasn't. <laughs> This guy wasn't. His name was Dr. Roger Ironson. Oh, well. He, he taught at Cambridge <laughs> University. and then Mine was, was. You had the hippie. Yeah. I get it. But the first day of class, he's like, all right, everybody put your chairs in a circle. We put our chairs in a circle, and he sat down in the middle, and he said, let me tell you the story of Aristides. And it was a different type of teaching that I had never experienced before. But I can almost recall every single thing we ever talked about in that class. Why? Because I actually learned it because I was engaged in it. PBIS wasn't a thing in those days. We hadn't been taught just to sit and memorize, rote memorization, a bunch of terms, but to not really understand what they mean. I say all of this to bring us around to our current situation that we now face in the United States. And this current situation that we now face is ignorance is bliss. The average person that Lee and I talk to has no desire to speak anything of anything political whatsoever because they'll immediately tell you politics isn't my thing. I have a phrase for anybody who politics isn't your thing. Get out of my country. Move. If politics isn't your thing, please don't vote. Please leave. Because yeah. we only exist as a nation because there's been a lot of people who politics was their thing. Without knowledge. You have no way of ever making a decision about anything. Nothing. Lee, do you go buy a, a truck and have no idea what it is, or do you do a little research? Uh, I'm big about research. Okay. I, I mean, I research what I'm going to drink. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> I research everything. Not to a uh, you know crazy OCD point, but I have this thing that happens to me, and you'll appreciate this. I break timing belts and timing chains. Yeah. I don't know how I do it, but I will not buy a vehicle. That is a zero clearance vehicle because I know when I break that thing, it destroys the motor. Now that may sound dumb, 
It's actually called an interference motor. Yes, that's what that's I was the proper for. term. Yes, for that it. is the proper term for it. <laughs> I I jack that one up as yeah. bad as I jack up the well, name of our show. That happens, you know. But those are the things. So if you're an informed people, can, you can make informed decisions. Not listen to MSNBC and go down some crazy path of what you feel. Nobody cares about what you feel. It's what we know. Right. But, you know, to, to elaborate on this, politics, you know, people say politics doesn't concern me. I'm more worried about what I'm going to buy for the house. I'm going to buy. Politics is a consumer item. Yes, it is. As, as much as nobody wants to think about it, it's the largest consumer item being shoved at people right now. Definitely. Especially going into this next election. The product is Trump colluded. We just can't prove it. So we must impeach. And you know what? I have been listening to these crazy socialists go on and on about how they want to bring up impeachment hearings. It's really hard to impeach someone of a crime that didn't commit, that there's no proof of. Now, there's a couple things that I keep hearing the socialists screaming about. The Mueller report didn't exonerate Trump. What? It's not the job to exonerate. It's to prove a crime. Right. Because our legal system takes into notion that you are presumed innocent until you are proven to be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So if the Mueller report showed that... I I laugh even saying it. If the Mueller report showed that Donald Trump was a Russian FSB asset who had become the president of the United States, then that would show guilt. But the fact that it that shows... That would show the, a crime that right, could be prosecuted. A crime was committed. Now we investigate the crime and determine if we can, beyond a reasonable doubt, prove that he is actually guilty of this crime. But that's not what happened. The Mueller report doesn't actually show us anything. There's... I mean, it shows he didn't us, do it. It shows us he didn't do it. And it shows us that a lot of people did a lot of really bad stuff, but he wasn't one of them. So this idea that the socialists are suddenly getting on their social warrior bandwagon, well, it didn't exonerate him. No, that's because they're willing to burn the U.S. Constitution and not care about the presumption of innocence. That's a big deal. Now, remember, your socialist warfare here are the same people that are against Blue Lives Matter. Oh, they are. (laughs) <laughs> because, once again, that's authority that they can't necessarily control. Right. I mean, they're wanting to put cameras on all the cops. They're wanting to do everything they can yep. to hamper them from doing their jobs. Correct. And that's a real thing that we see them talk about all the time. Across the board, I will not unanimously defend any group. Because any group, you're going to have somebody who's back. But that's the cost of doing business. There's always going to be... A bad apple. There's always going to be a guy who steals money from a bank. It doesn't mean every bank teller steals money from a bank, right? It means you had a dirt bag. All right, well, that's what it is. It doesn't mean that every fireman you run into... Is an arsonist. Right. Even though I've known a few. Well, but that's that's the real side. But we can't across the board throw anybody in or out of this. And when, when these groups rally so hard against Blue Lives Matter, they want to throw everybody into into this thing. Yes. Well, I guess nowadays most people weren't alive during the L.A. riots and the Rodney King thing. I was. I remember seeing the video. Now, let's call it what it was. Did they go over the top on him? Yes. 
we can we can say that without any doubt. Yeah, they beat the hell out of that guy for no particular reason. Don't get me wrong, there was a reason to initiate, but what went on afterwards yeah. was excessive. What, what, you know, once they hit him on the ground, they got excessive. Right. That's when it got. He excessive. did run. He, you know, he did give them reasons oh, yeah. to be upset. No, and that's that's fine. You, know, you he, know, I was always told, don't run from the cops unless you know you can get away. Exactly. <laughs> but when we look at that, it's like the the view through the socialist is every single cop you meet is one of the guys that beat Rodney King. Well, I can tell you, I got friends that are cops. You got friends that are. That's not really a true statement at all. Come on, guys. I've worked with some really crappy paramedics over the years. Really, really bad ones. Does that mean all paramedics are bad? No. No, not at all. I'm going to I'm going to blow my own horn, you ready? I'm a pretty good paramedic. Pretty darn good at it. But I'm sure I could work with someone who'd be like, "Man, that guy's kind of nuts." <laughs> no, I would agree with him. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. nuts. But yeah. we can't throw these groups. That's the thing that that socialists always seek to do. One of the first things socialists will try to do is put groups together so they can start dismantling these groups. It's class warfare. It is. And they are very, very good at class warfare. Hence, political correctness was designed, you know, political correct speech Mm -hmm. was designed as class warfare. Yes. You know, the elites could say whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah. But the lower down had to always sing, sing praises and could not be, say anything negative. Praises to the party. And yeah. that's that's what we're seeing now with Big some of time. these. And you see it on both sides. You know, oh, you do. You know, since we're both libertarians, you know, we, we, we both openly sides do admit it. we I mean, don't it, like either no, side. No, it's fine. Both sides do it. Here's the thing. It's kind of like the guy who... I don't even remember who he was. They dug up some picture of him from years and years and years ago in uh, blackface. Oh, that was probably that uh, governor down yeah. in uh, South Carolina. Yes, it was. So <laughs> then you kind of push and you you know try to force the guy to resign. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure in my life, 25 years ago, I probably did some le- things I wouldn't do today. Let's just put it like that. But what the socialists seek to do is they will turn on any excuse they can to bring down any party. That's the side. He was a Democratic governor, and they went after him. Why? Because they want to move to get their agenda in that position. Look at Missouri. Our governor was taken down pretty quick. He wasn't in office long at all. Why? I still haven't figured that one out. Um, as far as I can tell, he's about as guilty of stuff as Trump is. Well, they he just had to deal with a crazy St. Louis prosecutor. And let's be honest, he didn't who, have who may not be a prosecutor much longer. Well, we can only going. hope she's out. Yeah. All right, we have much more to say. You, I'm going to get it right. Are you ready? Okay. Let's... You are listening to not politically correct. On 1280 AM KYRO, I am Andrew Dodd. This is Lee. We will be right back. And welcome back to part two of Not Politically Correct. Not even a little bit politically also, correct. Also known as NPC. Oh, it is the NPC. If you want to keep it simple, folks, just remember the NPC show every Saturday, 11 to 12. It is. 
Also, please go find us on Facebook at Not Politically Correct. You will be able to find it. Lee and I will be sharing that page heavily. So please find it. We'll be posting some articles on there. That way you can kind of take a look at what we're talking about. Post as many articles and wonder as what can. we're smoking. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm also going to put a link so that if there's somewhere where they may not necessarily be able to hear us, they can log into the Listen Live and be able to hear us. Now, if you're out there and you like what NPC does, you'd like to do a little, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about you on our commercial breaks. We'll record some cool commercials for you, whatever you'd like to do. Well, you can give me a call, and Lee will give you his information. You can give me a call. I'm Andrew Dodd. You can call me at 636-358-0992, and we can get you set up. Or you can call me at 314-409-0336, and you can text me also. I don't care. Same. Yes, you can text me as well. That's fine. It may take me a minute to see it if I can't find my glasses, but I'll eventually... Hey, I noticed you got both lenses in this I know. Isn't that great? I finally got a new pair. Last week, he was giving me a pretty hard time because I was sitting here with, what was it? I had one lens and the frame was broken. Yeah. <laughs> and you had one in for the blind eye. So. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. All right, so what else we got going, Lee? Well, you know, everybody's in this big uproar and, and kids can't go to school now because they're not vaccinated for the measles and oh. everything else. You know, once again, it comes back to this thing, build the damn wall. It really, It's really that does. simple. It does. Now, there's an interesting thing we were talking about a little bit, and that is most people who are coming here from Mexico have been vaccinated against measles. Because we did that for them. Yes, we did. The other side is measles isn't a predominant virus in a desert-ish climate. Um, Yeah, I'm not going into that whole thing. But anyway, just take it that it doesn't go so well there. However, Guatemala, Colombia... And some of those places, Ecuador, Ecuador, all of those other South American countries, you can certainly get measles and malaria and all those good things in those places. So the question becomes, what's happening here? Yeah, we didn't. We had measles eradicated, and all of a sudden now we're having this mass problem with it. Right. Gee, what else were we having a mass problem with other than illegal immigration? That's just about it. Now, here's here's a thing that we're gonna we're just gonna touch on a little bit, and I'm gonna leave it to our listeners to make a determination on. So you've heard these things about New York and these measles outbreaks and everything else, but there's an interesting thing among people that they keep saying. Well, if your kid's not vaccinated against measles, I don't want him here because I did all the vaccinations on my kid. Well, Lee, if I have measles right now and you are vaccinated, can you get measles from me? Uh, not supposed to be able to nope. unless they gave me a false oh, not or a placebo or something. Right. Which not now I'm beginning to wonder, maybe they've been given a placebo for all these years just so they could charge for it. Well, it's possible or to possibly cause a major uprising pandemic. Now, part of what we have to point out about measles, it's not going to kill you. Not it does in, kill in, a few, but you but, know, but, but can the they flu- prove that it was actually no, the measles no, that killed you? No, That's because I mean, let's be honest, the flu kills way more people, right? Than measles ever will. And I don't get flu shots. Oh, me neither. I get sick every time I get a flu shot, yeah, so I just quit taking them. You know what? The amount of aluminum that's in any of those vaccinations That's probably why I get sick. Probably, I'm not getting anywhere near one. Now, there's other, there are, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. And there are some vaccines that we know are very, very safe, and they are a good idea to get. 
The only one that comes to mind, however, is the polio vaccine. Yeah. Because it's incredibly safe, and we know it works. It was basically a saltwater base, even. Right. It, it, you know, it didn't have the mercury. It didn't have all no. the other junk in there they've been putting in it. Right. So that one, very, very safe. Yeah. And you, you know what the mercury's for? It's preservative. Yes. They, you know, so they make more money. Right. That's... Mercury's toxic to humans. Especially when it's injected. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Now, I know there's somebody out there who's going, oh, come on, guys. You're not getting on the... No, I'm not getting on any train. No, I'm not on an anti-vaccination train. I'm telling you to do a little research. Now, here's what I can say. You have some crazy off-the-chain hippies that did some of their own research, and it's been proven to not be necessarily factual, that said, you know, all of these vaccines caused Down syndrome and all of these other different they things. They caused Down syndrome. They called, uh, oh, what's the big one? Autism. Right. You know what's happened with autism, and I hate to tell people this. If you'll dig into autism and everything else and see what they're calling an autistic child today yep. versus what they were calling an autistic child 20 years ago yep. is night and different. They just didn't know what to call the behavior, so they're lumping it in a group now. Right. ADHD. You know, eventually they're going to say that's a form of autism. Just give them time. Yep. And all that is, ADHD is just an overhyper kid do you think that Nikola, doesn't want to be a conformist. Do you Guess think what? He might Nikola make a good, Tesla was ADHD? I guarantee it. Yeah. No, there's no question about it. Now, uh, we were we were talking a little bit about this. All right, you've got the ADHD kid. Well, let's let's ask a couple questions about this. First of all, probably not an idiot. Every person I've ever known that hit the ADHD mark, super intelligent, had a hard time keeping a solid thought together. But that means absolutely nothing to me. Einstein. Who cares? Couldn't keep a straight no, thought. No, that's half the fine. Time. Totally fine. They are also not real good at conforming because they get bored really easy. So if you want them to sit for seven or eight hours and do nothing other than sit there and click through Google, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, they have ADHD. So what's your solution? Hello, brave new world. Take this pill that turns you into a zombie. So that way you're calm. That's not a good idea. Now, let's look at a little basis on what we're giving someone. Essentially, we are giving them prescription meth, for lack of a better term. But we also have a giant meth and fentanyl problem in the United States. Now, I don't know about you, Lee, but well, I guess it's a little different now. But when I was 18, goodbye parents' insurance. Well, I know that if you're taking ADHD meds... Now, you could have stayed on until you were 21 if you went to college. That is correct. I guess I was 21 because I... I yeah. no. No, I was older than 21 when I went to college. Yeah. Anyway, so we've created an addict, essentially. Take a kid's ADHD meds away and watch what happens. It's not pleasant. Yeah. But let's theoretically say you're that kid. You have no insurance. You can't go buy $400 worth of stuff from the pharmacy. What are you going to do? There's a feeling you got to scratch it. There was a research study done that talked about synaptic pathways and... In our brains, we have these things called synaptic pathways, neuroepinephrine, and other things. I'm not going into a science lecture. I promise. Thank you. <laughs> I will not. But here's what we know. The earlier you're exposed to stimulating drugs of any variety, be it caffeine or cocaine, it will alter your synaptic pathways and make you to where you crave those things in order to feel normal. That's scary. 
Well, let's think about this. Uh, when we were kids, they weaned us off of the bottle to Sundrop, the most caffeinated soda in the United States. Yes, they did. I'm still addicted to them. <laughs> wow. But those are the things we have to look at. With the ADHD drug, is it an immediate solution to a problem? Yes. But what is the, the what is the cause of that immediate? I'm sorry, not the cause, but what is the effect of that immediate solution? It can be dangerous, very dangerous. What's the long the long term effects? Of right. What happens when they run out of money? What happens when they come off it? Right. Because the one thing I can tell you about life: you're going to have money, you're going to lose money, you're going to have it again, you're going to lose it again. You know, there I don't remember who said it, but he, there was one that said, "Oh no, I've had three or four fortunes, and I've lost five or six. That's a real thing Yeah, that you will always face. Now, that's not a bad thing. That teaches you how to do business better. How many times was he married? <laughs> <laughs> Probably quite a few. Five or six. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I just think it's odd some of the outbreak things we're seeing right now. You know, there was this giant Ebola scare that went on, which was no more than a scare. Yeah, it never materialized. It never materialized. But it did allow DHS to do some different kinds of stuff under the direction of the Obama administration. Oh, what about the bird flu under the Obama administration? Remember mm. that one? Yeah, that was weird, too. They wanted to vaccinate a whole lot of people. I didn't get that vaccine Oh, either. no, I didn't either. And then there was no bird flu. Yeah. So the whole fact that you have these, quote, measles outbreaks, I'm sorry, we have to question what the root cause is. Were these people vaccinated? That's pretty much a yes or no. We can find out in about two minutes. Then the next question is, were they exposed to people from countries that don't vaccinate? That don't vaccinate? And if so, then why are these people who were vaccinated becoming sick? Now, obviously, if you have non-vaccinated, non-vaccinated, that's, that's fine. We can easily go scientifically. We can say, well, that's how they were infected. But I feel that what we're going to find is that's not necessarily what the case is in a state like New York and Colorado. We're not going to say, oh, well, these... You know, theoretical number, 3,000 kids that all got measles, not a single one of them was vaccinated. I don't think that's what we're going to find. I don't think so either. I think what we're seeing right now in different media outlets is a fake fear. There is a vaccine that floats around right now. And we didn't mean to go down this path, but we're going down it. It is <laughs> It is called the, uh, what is that, the HPV vaccine? <clears throat> yep. It's killed. Human papillon virus. Now. It has killed more people than who have gotten the cancer from it. Pretty heavily, but it magically got immediate FDA approval, and we have no idea what the long-term side effects of this particular vaccine are, because there's some theories to what some long-term effects could be. One of the things that we know, however... They'll never know how to drive a stick shift. Well, they won't be able to read cursive writing. Gee, that's the takeover of a country, right? there. Oh. Basically, one of the things that, that we see in this, this virus that's been created... Oh, yeah, I just said it. The virus that's created... So there's basic rules that a virus must follow. It's just like anything else. Yep. It's like a human blood cell or anything else. There's things it can and cannot do. This particular virus doesn't conform to any of those standards, which means, is it a virus or has it always existed in most people? And now you've created this vaccine with unknown side effects. But we know it kills people, a lot of people. It's not a few people. It's a ton of people. What was it? It was a big ten number. In a, ten in a thousand? It's pretty... I it, think that's a lot, considering they're wanting to vaccinate every single kid. 
I will find some info on that and post but it on for our For some page. reason, I think that I think that was the numbers I read is one. Uh, is it was it one in a thousand? I thought it was ten. Well, it, it might either be one. way, the number yeah, is not well, an acceptable. What did I just say? Ten and ten thousand. So one. Ten and ten thousand. Yeah, one in a thousand. thousand. Yeah. yeah. Those are not... But say, though, they wanted to put that bigger number out there because well, it doesn't sound as bad. It doesn't sound nearly as bad. You know, one in a hundred sounds worse than one in a thousand. Ten in ten thousand yep. doesn't sound as bad as one in nope. a thousand. Nope. Those are the things <laughs> that has informed people. You can't just take people's word on things. Not in the world we now find ourselves in. Because somebody makes a lot of money off of your kids being vaccinated oh. with this stuff. Now, since you already got us down this rabbit hole. All right, let's go down it. I didn't uh, mean to. You Sorry, took us Lee. down it. I believe cancer is man-made. Okay. Do you, do you realize up until about 1950, okay, we had to go to other countries to find cancer cells to even study in the United States. Cancer just basically was non-existent. Okay. They couldn't study it. What started in the 50s? Well, I'm pretty sure we started blowing up Nevada. No, we started vaccinating people. Oh, I didn't even put that together. So huh. here's our conspiracy of the day. You know, conspiracy of the day. I, I, I think the I, a lot of the things. Everybody must have this vaccine. Everybody must have this flu shot. Everybody must have this. I think there's more to it. I think it's the government putting things in for uh, mind control, mood control. I don't know. Whatever you want it to be. Is but, what we can draw this conclusion to. You, but uh, this is another reason why I'm kind of an anti-vaccine guy because it's government pushing right. the vaccine. I can appreciate a vaccine like the polio vaccine. Yep. Because even the side effects of the polio vaccine are not bad compared to polio. But I have a hard time with a lot of other ones. The chickenpox vaccine, severe, severe. I had chickenpox as a kid. I didn't die. I didn't die. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It was unpleasant. I remember that. But I had mumps. Okay. Did you die? No. Are you okay now? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's questionable. Well, <laughs> I have a whole. I'm sitting in a room with you, so well, that's, that's questionable. a good point. Look, I have a whole feeling on that MMR measles, mumps, yeah. rubella vaccine. I got that as a very young child, and my pancreas and thyroid completely shut down, and I've taken injectable insulin now for 40 years. Of course, nobody will claim any responsibility for that. But we see massive numbers of people with pancreatic shutdown or what is known as diabetes. Yeah. Those numbers have increased exponentially over the last 35 years. And I have two theories on that. Yes, sir. One, we came up with an artificial sweetener roughly oh. 40 years ago known as high fructose corn syrup. Yes, we did. And man, it flew through the FDA. And guess what? Yes, sir. The body does not know what to do with it. It cannot process it. It can't deal with it. It doesn't occur in nature anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like canola oil. Can you show me a canola plant? Nope, I sure cannot. Body doesn't know what to do with all these artificial oils, soybean mm -hmm. oil, all these. The body doesn't process it well. No, it doesn't. But guess what? The body can process natural animal fats of lards. With no problems. And it has no problem. No. Hmm. Unfortunately, the governments have been lying to the people for so long about all these things that are so bad for us that are being proven more and more true that they're not bad for us. Yes. Red meat has been proven. It doesn't do everything they've no. told us for 30 years. 
Remember how bad they were about it in the 90s with red oh, yeah. meat? I mean, you thought, man, if you ate a piece of steak, you were just going to die. I still ate steak. I'm still alive. Yeah, me too. All right. I don't take... eat tofu. I don't eat tofu. Yeah, I avoid it. That's not naturally occurring. I'm not eating that. Yeah, I avoid it. <laughs> this is 1280-KYRO. You are listening to <laughs> Not Politically Correct. You got it. And we will be back in just a minute. And we're back. Hey, you know, it was fun over the break. We talked about another sandwich to do, so. Oh, yeah, we did. You know, we're not politically correct, so we talk food when we're on breaks. Oh, we do. We talk about bacon. We talk about cheese. And I think every citizen mm. test should require somebody to eat bacon. Absolutely. There's no reason not to. I mean. Yeah, it'd be a not politically correct thing to do to someone. Maybe, but I love bacon. So, I do, too. I mean, it's fine. You know, there's a thing. Oh, what's that thing called? It's called uh, El Toreado. Dos Primos has it. I normally hit up that one uh, in O'Fallon. My friend Mario owns that. And it is chicken and steak and bacon and white queso and rice. And it's the most amazing thing I've ever had. I mean, there's not a lot to it. I mean, there's a lot there, but there's not a lot to it. Okay, I'm done talking about food. Yeah. All right, and when we're off there, I'll tell you how to make white queso. It's oh, gonna, you got to blow deal. your mind. I would love that. Well, you're not going to believe what's what it is. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> hey, Supreme Court heard oh. a big heard something big this week. Yeah, what they hear? They heard oral arguments about the question of whether you can ask if you're a citizen or not on a census. Now, we were talking about this a little bit last week yep. and how that magically, that question kind of has disappeared. In the 50s. Right. 1950, it came off for some reason. Of course, so we didn't have a lot of people immigrating. That, well, I do understand why it went away in the 50s. Okay, why is that? There was no immigration. Well, that's true. You, nobody. When did immigration open up again? Back around 70? I I'd have to look it up, but I'm, during nineteen, I'm, I'm pretty during sure during the fifty, there was no. I'm pretty sure it was under Carter. We, we did away with immigration. Uh, what was it from the forties and fifties? So there was no need for that question to be on the census. But if you have immigration, yes, you have to have that question on the census because once again, as a constitutional republic. Oh, not a democracy. Yeah. Oh, can I just say that? You big word? did. Constitutional yes. Republic. Yes. I love that word. As a constitutional republic, we are also a representative republic. <laughs> yes, we are. And the idea of the census was to count the citizens of the United States. Right. So we could have proper representation in Washington. Of the said citizens. Okay. Now, if you're not here legally... You should have no representation. Of course not. If you're here illegally, the Constitution does not apply to you. No. So why are all these people saying, well, constitutionally, they have these? No. No, they, they have don't. no rights. The Constitution is for people who are legally here. And technically, I don't even know if you have a green card if you have full constitutional protection. I don't. Man, that's a. That's a question for a constitutional lawyer. That's a question for one of our founders, I believe. I know. Just laugh at me. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. But ridiculous. like I said, you're going to have to have a, a true constitutional lawyer or scholar answer that question. You would. And Be it's funny because the Supreme Court ruled at one point that illegal immigrants and non-citizens are protected under the Constitution. However, the Supreme Court's overturned a lot of its own cases over the years too, and that was an extremely left-leaning 
court that ruled that. If you were a citizen of Rome during the time of Rome, you were allotted many protections. But that's why you also had to pay to become a citizen of Rome or be born as a citizen of Rome. Just because you lived in a territory ruled by the Roman Empire did not mean you were a citizen of Rome. Now, one of my, one of my favorite stories, and I like to use this to talk about citizenship. If we read, um, everybody, everybody's heard of the Apostle Paul for the most part. The Apostle Paul was a Roman citizen. We know that. He was a Roman citizen. He was proud of the fact he was a Roman citizen. So he's out doing his evangelizing and all that, and they're getting ready to beat him. The Roman soldiers are. They drag him over, and they get ready to scourge him. Super whipping. And the centurion stops them and says, no, he's a Roman citizen. We know. Now, what should be noted is, if you scourge a, a Roman citizen, congratulations, you just committed suicide. Because that's the power that you were allotted as a citizen of Rome. We, as United States citizens, are protected by a vast system of laws. They protect us from illegal searches, from seizures, from all kinds of things. However, if you are not a U.S. citizen, you should not have those rights. Those rights are allotted to us as citizens as an incentive, essentially. To become a citizen. Right. This is what you get as a citizen. Here's all these rights. You're not a citizen? Sorry, bro. You, you don't get those. Would you like to become a legal citizen? Because if you do, you now have all of these rights as well. This is a real thing that we need to look at that history can teach us. Well, that, that's the whole thing. If you look at this, all these people who want to become legal citizens are being made a mockery of by letting all these people cross the border illegally. And g Why are we giving them aid? That's a great question. I don't understand this aid thing. You know, I never they, have. They, they shouldn't be getting anything. You know, once again, you know, I, I get off on these tangents, and here I'm going to go again. I'm going to take us down the hole. We hate take to us go down, down the hole. All these social programs we have to help, AFDC, all this other stuff. Have we not started with the Great Society under Johnson? Oh, boy. We would still have all the fathers in the households, and we wouldn't have all these social programs. All these social programs were made to make people want to break up and not have families. And I would say that that is a safe conclusion to make. It's a part about the socialism, so you could have a nanny state. You know, you know, if you're going to have kids, pay for them. Well, that's the way, I mean, it has worked for time. <laughs> What's that great term I like? Time in memoriam. Yeah. I mean, for the, for the most part, you're always going to have situations that are going to arise where things don't go the way you should, but there was always someone who was willing to take care of that. Churches you know, and churches social and organizations. Every, and, stuff. and all of those groups were always willing to go out and take care of those things. So the whole part where you've created a dependent group of people in a nanny state is certainly not a good thing because you've taken the ability away from people whose, whose only purpose is to be an outreach for the orphan, for the widowed, for all of those things. But in your attempt to seize power, you made them dependent on a federalized government. Now, I have no problem with the federalized government, but when they become a nanny state, that becomes an issue. And that's what we are now facing without any real question.
Well, we've been facing that for years. It's just now getting so obvious. Right. Because under the nanny state, you have to get vaccinated. Under the nanny state, you have to do that. You know. There are questions. This country is founded on people who didn't want to do no, this stuff. No, it certainly is. There are questions which are being asked when you go to a doctor's office. Would you have guns in the home? None of your business. Exactly. There's also a lot of schools, and I will say not in our area, but nationwide, there's a lot of schools who like to ask the question to um, primary and elementary school students, well, is your house safe? And, of course, they're like, of course. Well, do you have guns at home? What? Why is that a question? Well, my grandson's been told if he, anybody asks if we have guns, it, his answer is to be, you know, you'd have to ask my grandfather. That's a great <laughs> answer. But we see what's happening here. We see how this is carrying on. Not to throw us back to it, but this is exactly what happened if we read 1984. Children would tell their people things and then their parents would disappear, obviously, because they weren't following party guidelines but we're not necessarily far away from similar actions taking place. We, was it Marx or was it Lenin who talked about all you would have to do is slowly insert the idea over a generation and you could turn any country into either socialist or Marxism? I think that was Marx. I, 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 I always... I have it, time one, keeping them... It's one, both, of the, yeah. it's one of the dudes with a beard. Yeah. One of the two of them said it, but it's true. If you slowly insert things, because it slowly takes over. Lenin was before Marx, so that's why I think it's Marx. <laughs> that's right, because Lenin read a book on Marx. Thank you, song lines from the back of my brain. Oh boy, yes, those are the things that that we're we're seeing. This Supreme Court decision is a big decision. As much as it will be downplayed in the mainstream media, this is a big deal. Even as much as I detest them. The United Nations has come out and said, um, yeah. you yeah. only need to census citizens. That's what every other country does to know their actual population. Well, what the what the United Nations said is that a country needs should take a census of their citizens and know their citizens. Because, you know, that's how all countries maintain their freedom. Now, the United Nations says this. And we know that they're pretty hardcore anti-everything. You know, and I, 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 this is the first time I've agreed with the United, I, United I don't Nations. Think I've ever I don't ever agreed long. with them, oh. for the most part. You know, but this is oh, a, some of their genocides they've come out against, yeah, stuff those like are, that. I find genocides yeah. to always yeah. be pretty bad. Right. But, you know, it, it's just mind-boggling that you would have this kind of stuff come up. It's extremely mind-boggling that you would even ask the question, well, what do you mean that's a question on the census? Basic logic would tell us in a representative government, only a citizen should be represented in Congress. Therefore, only citizens will be counted on the thing that creates representatives. Come on. Look at Omar and where she got elected. It didn't take that many people to turn Minneapolis into a place filled with Somalis. Yeah, you know, now, amazing. Now, Barack Obama picked that oh, place yeah, to send them Because it's so far up. Think about it. Now, here's one of the things that I, we've talked about it before. I'm not anti-immigration, but I will say I don't I'm know a, how happy I'd be about importing a lot of Somalis. Has anyone ever heard of Somalia? 
It's not yeah. really a great place. Oh, gee, don't we have a memorial of them uh, oh, at uh, oh. the Marines? Yeah, yeah. The Marines yeah, have yeah, a monument. Oh, for them. yeah, yeah. There's this. Uh, there's if you want to see what Somalia is like, Tripoli or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been to Somalia a lot of times over the life of our yeah. country. And the Somalian pirates, Somali you know. pirates, and, and they're this, still out there. If, if you want to get an ships. idea of what Somalia is, there's a there's this really fabulous film came out in the '90s called Black Hawk Down. Take a peek at it. You'll see what Somalia still is today. We're not talking about a bunch of people who've come to the country from France or Great Britain who reasonably those people have similar values to us. And understand the rule of law. Right. We're talking about a group of people that have come from a Islamic anarchist state. That's the best way you could even put it together. I thought all Islamic nations were... Well, basically that. Basically, just Somalia is really. Oh, once again, we're not politically correct. No, Somalia is just really bad. That's yeah. that's what we have to say yeah. about it. Somalia is really bad. They don't share like views, and they came here as refugees. Right. You know, under the rules of the refugee rules set down by the United Nations. Right. Not us. Nope. By the United Nations, you were supposed to go to the nearest country of safe harbor. Yes. Well, you know, there's a hell of a lot of countries between <laughs> us and Somalia. A lot. Not to mention oceans. Right. So and this is, how can this be the only safe place right. for them? And that's that's a real thing that you've got to look at when you're when you're listening to these different things. Yes, we brought a lot of people to the United States from uh during the Balkan Wars. Um a lot of guys Bosnia. Yeah. Bosnia had a massive genocide going on. You know, we got a lot of Bosnian gangs here, too. We do. We got a lot of problems with that. We do. We have a lot of, what's that group called? MS-13? From, yeah. Mexico. Guatemala. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, get it straight. I understand. I'm sorry. You know, we've had that conversation yes. off air about what yeah. I know about them. Yes. <laughs> These are groups that don't seek to have like views of Americans. They seek chaos and anarchy to destroy the things that we as Americans believe fully in. This is a, a dangerous thing that takes place. And we should point out MS-13, way scarier than any Bosnian gang. Look, you mess with a Bosnian gang, they, they kill you. They, they kill you. Yeah. But that's where it stops. MS-13, no, no, you, they'll go after your family. They'll kill they just everybody you've ever talked to. Now, I'm not condoning gangster methods. But I can at least respect the Bosnian who goes, no, this man stole from us and we killed him, but his family is not responsible for what he did. Okay, I can appreciate that for exactly what it is. Yeah. But MS-13, totally different gang. That is, that's, if you ever look on something like LiveLeak, you can see the photos that come out of Mexico where they put, you know, 20 heads on spikes in front of a police station. That's a different kind of gang to deal with. Hey, guess what, Lee? We're out of time. We're out of time, man. Yeah, you know, but uh, I can tell you this much. Yes, the sir. Illegal immigration topic is going to continue. It's going to keep coming up. <laughs> you know, like I said, the measles, we can tie so many things to it. We can. We certainly can. And we're going to keep doing that. F please follow our Facebook page, which is not politically correct. 
you're going to see some of these articles, so you can go fact-check what we have to say. Check it out. See what we're talking about. And remember, we're not a news show. We're we're a political commentary yes, show. Yes, we are, and that's what we do. And, and we, we're going to tell you the stories. Do your own research. Find Please. out. Find out if we're nut jobs, but unfortunately, you're going to find out we're not. You will. All right. This has been Not Politically Correct. I'm Andrew Dodd. I'm Lee Thompson. You guys have a really great weekend, and thank you for listening.